What's up, guys? And thanks for joining us for another Street Smart Bible Study on Street Smart Christian. Welcome, Street Squad. Well, we did it. We made it through 1 Timothy, and now we're finishing up 2 Timothy. Timoth 2 Timothy chapter 4. This is a good one. And so, it's, it's important that we open up our Bibles and we get into this, and then it really understands what Paul is telling Timothy and really what, what's been going on through this whole thing. And, and one thing we're going to learn is the world sucks. And from the looks of it, it's going to continue to suck. But God put us here, and he put us here for a purpose. Whether we like it or not, we're here. Because to our moms and our dads, we were a gift from God, a reward from Him. Says Psalms 127.3 Children are a gift from the Lord, a reward from Him. And that's really a important passage, especially right now. You know, and there's not, not, not a bigger time, a better time for the church to really rise up and, and show what it's about. And... If you get into First and Second Timothy, it's really a roadmap on how we can do that, and a really good understanding of if you don't do that, what can happen? This chaos that's among us right now because none of us are bold, and I understand we're scared. And Timothy, he was terrified, but hopefully, we all can go back to Paul's words and his letters and really just get the encouragement that he was trying to give to Timothy. And then later on, that he was given to Titus. And that's the next book we're going to get into. But for right now, let's get into chapter 4. In the presence of God and the Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in the view of his appearing, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. You keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Personal Remarks Do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica, 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 Crescens has gone to Galatia, and Titus to Dalmeda. Only Luke is with me. 
get Mark. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to my ministry. I sent Thyakis to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left at Carpus and Thraus. And my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You should not... You should be on your guard against him, because he strongly opposed our message. At first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them, but the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength, so that through me the message might be, held, might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And the final greetings. Greet Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Oneforus. Oneforus. Estra stayed in Corinth and I left to... <laughs> Trophimus, sick and malicious, militus, sorry. Do your best and get here before winter. Ebulus greets you, and so does, and so do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers and sisters. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you all. Now, Please forgive me for butchering half of those names. I am so... Oh, I'm so glad we have easier names like Jonathan and Adam and Billy and Ella and Kaylee and... Not all the... I'm sure the names are got significant names, but... Boy, did it cut hard. Well, guys, I had a bunch of notes typed out and written down and... Uh, well, I didn't have them written down, because if I had to written them down, then I wouldn't have lost them. And then, when I went to get on here, our power went out, and I didn't save those. But, I took those notes from my John MacArthur commentary Bible. And so, I think I'll just go through those, and uh, we'll do this on our Bible breakdown. We'll start with the word in chapter, or verse 2 in chapter 4. The entire written word of God, his, comp his complete revealed truth, and contained as contained in the Bible. So when we talk about the word, we're talking about the word of God. That is what is God breathed, as we learned in 2 Timothy 3, that all scripture is God breathed. So that's what he's talking about there, is we've got to keep in the word, everything that God breathed. Be ready. So what he's trying to tell... <laughs> What he's really telling Timothy, and this is what we really need to think of, is how we can be ready. How are we to be ready? Be ready for anything. Um, for the urgentness, preparedness, and readiness. It was like a soldier. Like Take it like a soldier who is preparing for battle. And as they're going into battle or as they're going to war, a soldier can't just be you know, in flip-flops, tank top, and shorts. No, he's battle ready. He's geared up, just as we are supposed to put on the full armor of God. 
he is geared up, he's ready for battle, and nothing can get past that soldier. Just like a guard, you know, a guard um, who is continually alert for any surprise or attack. That's how we are to be. But I think we're so intimidated by it that we don't like confrontation anymore. We are in such a age that it's okay to fail. It's okay. So we don't like, we don't like confrontation. Nobody will, you know, when they confront us, we just try to find any way to get out of it. And it's, and that's what Paul is telling Timothy exactly not to do. Because if we do that, then the world gets crazier and what what is happening right now continues to happen. I see so many weak so-called Christians that are, you know, addressing the entire nation and it just it's it's horrible because they're not ready. They're not equipped. They're not like the soldier ready for battle. They're not like the guard not letting anybody break into wherever it is. They're ready. They're he's telling Timothy, "You've got to be ready." So, be ready. Um, attitudes which are imperative for a faithful, you know, this is what, this is what a faithful preacher, preachers have got to be ready. They've got to be ready for everything. And so, and you got to be ready in and out of season. And what he's talking about here is you got to be ready. You got to be preaching the word, spreading the gospel, rebuking, correcting, um, teaching, loving all that stuff when it's going good. And then when it's not going good, so much of the time, I think today's, a lot of today's pastors, especially young pastors and young kids and just young people trying to get into faith, um, they love it when everything's going great and the Lord's blessing them and they feel like the Lord's blessing them and they just, they're feeling great. They're on cloud nine. And then all of a sudden the, the weather kind of shifts, the whole thing kind of shifts. And then all of a sudden, just as Jesus told us. You know, they're going to hate you as they hated me. There will be troubles. Bear your cross and follow me. It shifts. And so easily, it's easy to drop that cross and say, you know, I'm just going to go probably sit down for a little while. I don't like this. I don't like this people, these people that are just attacking me all the time. I don't like it. So I'm just going to bow out for a little bit. And I think a lot of you know, these, these preachers out there today kind of do that. So they, they shift with the world. They shift to try to make that season never changing, or at least, you know, under their roof, the seasons never change. When it gets hard, mm, they kind of just, they go with whatever makes people happy. And, and Paul's telling Timothy, don't do that. You got to be, you got to be in it, be a faithful preacher and must proclaim the word when it's popular and when it is con and or convenient and when it is not and it seems suitable to do so and when it seems not the dictates of popular culture tradition reputation acceptance and esteem or esteem in the community or in the church which never alter to the true preacher's commitment to proclaim God's word never changing you can't change it just because everybody else wants it to you got to be in the snowstorm as well as on the island breeze convince and rebuke the negative side of preaching the word the greek word for convince refers to correcting behavior 
or false doctrine by using careful biblical argument to help a person understand the error of his actions. The Greek word for rebuke deals more with correcting the person's motives and convicting him of his sin and leading him to repentance. That has got to be the hardest thing. You know, I think of preachers that have to do that. And, they, and I'm sure they've had to do it for people who's been in their congregation for a long time. And those people probably are really good people. Most likely probably very good people with great intentions. But, you know, the, you know Satan roams around in sheep's clothing. A, a wolf in sheep's clothing. And it... And he gets us. I mean, if he can talk the angels out of heaven, he can talk you out of church. Or he can talk you into doing anything. But thank God we have faithful preachers out there that hold us accountable. And they will, you know, sit us down and say, what's going on? We need to correct this or you need to figure something out or you need to, you need to go. Thank God for faithful preachers like that. And I, I pray that I can be that bold. And It's hard. Because I got a lot of friends that I know that I'm like, oh. man, they just, they just, they don't get it. But Paul's saying to Timothy, you got to stand firm in the faith and you've got to correct these people when they're messing up. And we all, we all been there. If only we would have had somebody there when, you know, we've had had somebody there. That's the Holy Spirit been inside of us telling us ah 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 but yet we kind of turn a deaf ear to that don't we um exhort teaching the positive side of preaching hey there is a positive side of preaching in case you didn't know the need for preaching in, in verse 3 not endure this refers to holding up under adversity and can be translated tolerate Translated, tolerate. Paul here warns Timothy that in the dangerous seasons of this age, many people would become intolerant of the confrontive demanding preaching of God's word. So once people start hear, not hearing what they want to hear, they start leaving and they start, churches become more and more empty. But, you know, you got to stay, still got to tell the truth, 100% truth. And hopefully that, you know, the Holy Spirit works on them and they come back. But you're not going to make everybody happy, guys. And that's a hard pill to swallow, even for me. I mean, it, I like making people happy. I'm a people pleaser, but that's not what Paul's looking for here. Sound doctrine. Now, this is a good one. This is this is where you got to use a lot of discernment when you're listening to all kind of preachers on YouTube, you know, all the social media outlets. Even me. I mean, use discernment. I mean, but correct me if I'm wrong, please. I am begging you, if, if, if I'm ever slipping up and I'm saying stuff that's not even close, please help me. Their own desires for itching ears. Now what he's talking about is itching ears is not the physical sticking your finger in your ear and itching it around. What it is is tickling your ears. Having somebody, they don't want to hear Timothy's truth or Paul's truth or any of these sound doctrine, Bible preaching, truth telling teachers. So they're going to go to another church where they're going to hear what they want to hear, what they don't want. And basically what they don't want to hear is they don't want to hear that they're sinners. They don't want to hear that they have to repent for those sins. And they don't want to hear that they have to stop doing all the stuff that makes them feel good. So they're going to go find somebody that's going to tickle their ears. They're not going to talk about sin. 
They're not going to talk about repentance. They're not going to talk about hell. They're not going to talk about Satan. And they're not really going to get into a bunch of the sexual immorality. They're not going to get into you're not supposed to live with your girlfriend until you're married. They're not going to get into the premarital sex. They're not going to get into homosexuality. They're not going to get into abortion. They're not going to get into any of that stuff because really you don't want to hear that stuff because it, it can be hard. It can really stop you in your tracks. So then those people that don't want to hear all that are going to go somewhere and have somebody tickle their ears. Well, I would rather have somebody hurt my heart than tickle my ears. I would have somebody hurt my I would rather have somebody hurt my feelings than tickle my ears so that I can correct what it is that's hurting my feelings. And I can take have God turn this heart of stone into a heart of flesh. And I can get that weight off instead of carrying this huge weight of what might be wrong, what isn't wrong, and just having somebody tickle my ear on Sunday so I can go home feeling great but feel like junk on Monday. I don't. I, tickling ears is not for me. Verse 4, fables. This refers to fight, false ideologies, viewpoints, philosophies, and various forms and opposed sound doctrine. So we all know what a fable is. It's kind of like a lie. It's just a tall tale. They're good for children's books, but not for sound doctrine. So, don't be making up stuff in the Bible, Paul says. Or he might smack you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. An evangelist. An evangelist. Well, when, when you think of the word evangelist, you know, I think of people, I used to think of them as those screaming preachers on TV. Well, some of that was true, but some of that was just crazy so-called preachers or as i like to call them false teachers on tv screaming uh, but a true evangelist would be somebody like billy graham that's a good example we'll stick with that. like billy graham that was out there on his crusades and he was preaching the word and trying to bring people to the lord and telling them the truth and giving them biblical truth and no matter what doing that and he would fill stadiums up trying to get people to come to the lord this word always refers to a specific office of ministry for the purpose of preaching the gospel to non-Christians based on Ephesians 4.11. It is, very basic, it is very basic to assume that all churches would have both pastor teachers and evangelists, but the related verb to preach the gospel and the related noun to gospel are, the, are used throughout the New Testament not only in the relation to evangelists, but also to call for every Christian, especially preachers and teachers, to proclaim the gospel. We're all evangelists. We can be, but most specifically, your preachers better be spreading that gospel everywhere they go. Teachers. All of them. Paul did not call Timothy to the office of evangelist, but to do the work of one. We can all do the work of an evangelist. Whether you're called to do that or not, you can be an evangelist, postmaster, evangelist, school teacher. Mm, that's really sketchy, but evangelist. Bartender. I don't get you can all be a, an evangelist. We're all evangelists. We need to evangelize for Christ. Proclaim the gospel. Get fired up about it. Let's do this. That's done. I'm talking to you, Street Squad. Don't be just them keyboard cowboys that just 
hide behind them screens, but then go, yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, tell me about it. Maybe tomorrow. Wish somebody would have done that for me, but, and maybe they were and I didn't listen, but nobody was persistent. So, but I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming myself for not doing it, but verse eight, Paul, let's see, Paul's triumph. And we'll, so we'll skip that. We'll go to, um, verse six, where he's talking about being a drink offering. And this refers back to the old Testament when they used to give, you know, offerings to God, they used to bring a, you know, burnt grain and all this stuff. And then the last offering was the drink offering. And so this is, this is Paul basically saying, this is my last offering to God. I am being poured out as drink offering. So this is the end of the road for Paul. This is the end. So he he's telling Timothy that I don't have a lot of time. This is my departure. Paul's death, a Greek word, essentially refers to the loosing of something such as the mooring ropes of a ship or ropes of a tent. Thus is get eventually acquired the secondary meaning of departure. Stellan Timothy, I'm out. Getting out of here. And just like in verse 7 when he said, I fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Man, I hope that when it comes to my time to leave this world and finally go home, those are the thoughts that are going through my head. I fought the good fight finished the race I've kept the faith and here it said to indicate completed action with continuing results Paul saw his life as complete he had been able to accomplish through the Lord's power all that God called him to do he was a soldier isn't that's got to be encouraging we're all soldiers of Christ do you guys realize that we're all soldiers on the front line And if the front line crumbles, then the war can be lost. So we need to stand firm in the faith. Fight the good fight. Run the race. Keep the faith. And put on the full armor of God and stand on the front lines. That's what we got to do. We've got to do that. Do your best to come to me quickly. Redeem us. Because he loved the world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. We're going to have lots of friends that are going to do the same thing. You have lots of friends you're going to grow in the faith with. Lots of friends you go to church with. Lots of friends you meet at church. And then they're just going to have a change of heart. And they're going to deuces. And they're going to split. What are you going to do? You going to follow them? Are you a follower? The only person you need to be following is Jesus Christ. Here, you're a leader. He is the leader. He's the gang leader. Whatever you want to call him. I'm going to get ripped apart by theologians over this. But he's he's the boss. He's the gang leader. You follow him. And then you bring people. You initiate people into this gang. Gang street squad. Initiate people in there by. This is your initiation. And when we get you. We jump you into that gang. Not beating somebody up. I better not hear anybody doing that. But you get initiated and jumped in with love and an acceptance of Jesus Christ. 
your Lord and Savior in your life. So in the rest of this letter, he's talking about, you know, you need to hurry and come to me, Timothy. You need to bring Luke. Or no, Luke is with Paul already. He, see, Paul's, I believe he's locked up. He's locked up and he's got Luke with him. But he said, get Mark, bring him with you because he is helpful to my ministry. He needs him. He needs him for that. And he's like, bring my my books, my scrolls, my parchments, whatever you need. Bring that. We need this. My time is running short. I need all of this. And in a sense, I kind of get that we don't have a whole lot of time. But we have this roadmap to make sure that we are living kingdom lives. Bringing people closer to God, growing this gang. It's not just street smart. This gang is worldwide. We're all a part of it. We all have duties. We all have jobs. We need to get into this, pray continuously, meditate on the word, find out what your job is, find out what your job is, get into a good Bible, truth-telling, Bible-believing church, use discernment, find a good one, the Holy Spirit will guide you to it, he'll let you know when the, the, your ears are getting tickled or your heart's being convicted. You don't have to go where I go, but find somewhere where you go. Walk your faith, learn your faith, but let's learn together. We can learn together. I'm not a pastor. I'm not even a teacher. But I'm a Bible-believing truth-teller, I can tell you that. I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm here to get you in this word. And I'm here to learn together with you. And that's what I want to do. So any thoughts, any comments, anything I might have missed in first and second thing, Timothy, please hit me up at Street Smart Christian. Number one. So it's Street Smart Christian. Number one. At dot com. That's my website. You can leave comments there. Also, you can drop your email in there. You can become a part of the street squad. You, you can send prayer requests. See prayer requests be on the prayer request list or you can get hit me up on my email streetsmartchristian at gmail.com go to our facebook page if you would like to see you'll see the videos on our facebook page and and on um youtube we're on spotify amazon music apple music and pretty much all the streaming sites that you might get your favorite podcast check us out on that you know, we're working on low-budget stuff, but that's okay. I'm working with what the Lord gave me, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use anything and all the tools that I have to get the word out. I love you guys. Like I said, hit me up with anything. Let's talk about anything. You're having a bad day? Vent to me. You need a shoulder to cry on? Hit me up. I will do everything I can. You're having some questions, something's bothering you. You don't know how to confront your friends, teenagers, young adults. You don't know how to... Confront your parents, maybe, and, and, and get get this off your chest. Hit me up, and we'll do it together. We'll try to do it together. I'm going to close this in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this opportunity to get together with all these people. Father, I just ask that you be with each and every one of them as we open up your word. 
and you just open our hearts, soften our hearts and open our minds. Father, I ask that you take your mighty chisel and chisel away the stone piece by piece on our hearts. You open our eyes to the truth. And you wrap your loving arms around us as we go on throughout the rest of the week. Lord, I ask that you keep us safe over this 4th of July weekend. I ask that you just fill everybody with your Holy Spirit. And that everybody may be able to embrace some loved ones. Or if they're struggling, Lord, I hope that you wipe away every tear as you said that you would do. Father God, I ask that you be with anybody who's going through a hard time right now. And I also ask that you be with the ones who are also not having such a hard time, but are trying to get into your word or just don't know you. I ask that if anybody doesn't know them, that they would come to find you, Lord, or you would lead them to our podcast to where we can evangelize for you, Lord, and bring people close to you every day. Father, I love you so much, and it's your name I pray these things. Amen. Love you guys. Gang.